Hey there, Cosmic Cats. Welcome back to Musicland Stories, the origin point for all music and adventure stories in the known universe, and some of the unknown ones. And we're here at the Musicland Concert Hall. It's the conductor, back on broadcast with another tale of our friend Mo and her intergalactic travels. If you remember, Mo and her friend Twilo had just escaped from the Thin Green Duke, the pirate scourge of the spaceways. I say escape, but the Duke let them go once she realized they were on a mission to find the Orchestra Obscura and secure Mo's spot as the band's new drummer. Greeny's not bad for a gator. Today's tale finds our intrepid travelers trekking across the Timbaland Tesseract in pursuit of the orchestra. The Stella by Starlight's homing device set the course, which meant there wasn't much for Mo and Twilo to do. They were bored on board, if you know what I mean. And the one thing a story cannot be allowed to be is boring. So what do you say we scratch the record, change the beat, and throw them something interesting. Maybe a distress signal? That's the stuff. A blinking red light on the control panel. A beep with a beat. Ground control to major trouble and a mystery in outer space. Now you know, my favorite parts of the story are the ones where Mo has to make a choice. Like some British friends of mine used to say, I just can't get enough. When the red light beeped and Mo realized it was a distress signal from a nearby asteroid, she found herself with two options. One was to close her eyes, stick her fingers in her ears, and ignore the beeping until the asteroid was in the Stella's rearview mirror. She could keep on trucking in the hopes of catching up with the Orchestra Obscura before they picked some other lucky rhythm slinger as their replacement drummer. The other option was to slam on the brakes, pull herself off the path to her musical future, and find out who was in distress. I'd like to tell you that Mo didn't hesitate before she heroically diverted her course. But there was a pause in there. Mo had been through so much. A drum machine battle, space pirates. Do you think Ringo had to deal with space pirates before he could join up with the Beatles? Little known fact, he did have to face off against lizard people one night at the Cavern Club. But (laughs) that's a story for a different day. Don't you think Mo had earned the right to skip the side quest? To play this last level on easy mode? That pause is what made Mo heroic. Anybody can dash around answering distress calls when they've got nothing to lose. Mo made her choice and changed course, even though she knew it might mean missing her chance to find the Orchestra Obscura. She flipped a switch, and the Stella by Starlight pursued a new path toward Asteroid Atlantis. What can I tell you about Asteroid Atlantis? Do you like rock and roll? 
Asteroid Atlantis was a barren rock rolling through the Timbaland Tesseract. The Stella by Starlight came to a bumpy landing on the asteroid's surface. When they looked around, the asteroid seemed entirely uninhabited. The scene was dead. Mo figured maybe the distress signal was a glitch in the system, and the best thing for them to do was load back into the Stella and continue their pursuit of the orchestra. Then she heard a strange sound coming toward them. Approaching from asteroid Atlantis's outer edge was an android, about Mo's height. She was covered in silver chrome from head to toe that reflected all the stars in the night sky. Even her hair, which was piled up into a tall beehive, was sparkling silver. Her eyes glowed with a yellow light, and she wore what looked like a tuxedo cut from sheets of shiny blue metal. As she got nearer, her rhythm got clearer, a cybernetic dance beat that Mo could really get behind. The rockin' robot shuddered to a stop and scanned our intrepid heroes. With a buzz and a word, she announced, One, Transalorian, Juvenile, Galactic Designation, Twilo, One, Syncopian, Juvenile, Galactic Designation, Mo. The robot pointed one thumb proudly at her metal chest and said, One, Android, Galactic Designation, Delia Decibel, Sender of Distress Signal. Are you here to help? Mo assured Delia Decibel that they were here to lend a hand, and Delia's face clicked into a bright smile. She invited Mo and Twilo to come meet her friends, but they had to come quickly. Nights on asteroid Atlantis got too cold for living creatures, and night came on quick. As she said it, the nearest star disappeared over the edge of the asteroid, and the temperature dropped faster than the beat at a bump and dance party. Mo could see her breath with tiny icicles forming in it. She wished she had kept the outrageous outfits that then Green Duke had given her. They weren't the best winter gear, but it would have been something. Delia Desible hustled the shivering travelers across the asteroid surface until they came to the mouth of a cave. Inside, there was an orange glow, and as soon as Mo stepped in, she felt the warmth of a roaring fire. Sitting by the fire were two creatures who might have seemed strange earlier in her journeys. By now, they rated a 5 out of 10 in terms of far-outness. One was an otter in a bright green tuxedo, and the other was a long-necked goose in a fur coat. They beckoned Mo and Twilo to come warm up by the fire as they introduced themselves. The otter went by the name of Little Boy, and he hailed from the planet Aquamaxi, a planet full of raging rivers. The otters of Aquamaxi were known throughout the galaxy as expert swimmers, but from the time he could backstroke, Little Boy wanted nothing more than to bask on the shore and spout poetry while sporting the finest fashions. The goose's name was Benny 3000 from the planet Squactonia. Oh, yeah, yo. 
The space geese of Squawktonia were famous for their high-pitched warbling, like a whole planet of extended flute solo. But Benny 3000 had a low bass honk. His voice sounded like a trombone underwater. As a result of their differences, the two of them were outcasts. They'd been kicked off their home planets and ended up here on asteroid Atlantis. As for Delia Decibel, she'd been built on the planet Domestica, a very prim and proper planet. Delia had been constructed to be a helper droid, but the only thing she was any good at was dancing. And there was not a single tune to be found on Domestica. Her maker dubbed her a failure and sent her adrift in space, where she met up with these other outcasts and found a hiding hole on asteroid Atlantis. But Delia's batteries were running low. Little Boy's supply of dried fish was almost out, and, well, you don't want to know what space geese eat, but Benny had just gulped down the last one. That's why Delia sent out the distress signal, hoping someone would come and rescue them. And Mo and Twilo were the first to answer the signal. Mo and Twilo said they were happy to bring them all aboard the Stella. There was certainly room. Delia could charge her batteries from the ship's engine. And there must be something in the fully stocked kitchen that an otter and a goose could munch on. Mo explained they were on a mission to find the Orchestra Obscura. But wherever the orchestra was, it had to be better than here. So it was agreed. Delia Decibel, Benny 3000, and Little Boy would join the crew. Mo started to lead them to the Stella when a blast of cold air hit her oops upside the head. She stumbled back, the tip of her nose frosted bright blue. With a shiver, she suggested they wait till morning to head back to the Stella. Delia Decibel buzzed and clicked. Calculations indicate morning on asteroid Atlantis will occur in 127 hours and 113 minutes. Mo and Twilo looked at her, confused. How could one night last for 127 hours and 113 minutes? On asteroid Atlantis, sometimes the nights were so short you barely had time to fluff your pillow and shut your eyes before the sun popped back up. Some nights were longer than a Grateful Dead concert. Asteroid Atlantis rocks and rolls through space, and there's no telling when the side you're on is going to be flipped toward the sun. It was Moe's bad luck that she showed up for a very, very long night. There was not enough food in the cave to last the night. It was too cold outside for any of them except Delia the android to make it to the Stella. It seemed like this was the end of the road for Mo. Then she got an idea. She remembered that when she and Twilo showed off their song to Shiva Loka, it created a glowing ball, like a tiny little sun. What if they shared the song with their newfound friends, with each friend adding a little bit? Maybe it would create a ball of light big enough to warm them on their way back to the ship. Everyone agreed it was worth a try. So Mo clicked the sticks and counted them in, and Twilo started to sing his melody, which had more form than it had at the beginning. 
Sure enough, a small glowing ball appeared in the middle of the cave. It wasn't giving off enough light or heat to make a difference just yet. Benny 3000 joined in, weaving a bass line that felt funky and fundamental. Little boy straightened his green bow tie and started to throw poetry on top of the whole thing. As they added to the song, the light and the heat from the orb grew, but it wasn't enough to get them to the ship. Mo looked at Delia Decibel, hoping she could contribute something. Delia's circuits sizzled. Her transistors trembled. In a wild whirly gig of waving robotic limbs, Delia busted out with the sweetest dance moves Mo had ever seen. Even Twilo, who grew up on a planet-wide dance party, was impressed. The orb's glow expanded until it was casting a circle of light and warmth big enough to hold them all inside it. Let's go, called Mo, as she kept the rhythm rocking by thumping on her thighs. Keeping it tight, this brand new band of outcasts made their way out into the cold. It was darker than dark, and the wind snapped and bit at them. But they walked in the bright, warm circle of the song they created. Snowflakes bounced off the beat. Gusts of wind gave up trying to get in as the band crossed the surface of asteroid Atlantis and arrived back at Stella by starlight. Twilo popped the hatch and everyone loaded in. Mo got the motor humming and put them back on course to find the orchestra obscura. As the Stella lifted off from the dark, chilly surface of asteroid Atlantis, they all agreed this was one stop on their tour that none of them were going to miss. Sometimes you find friends in low places or love in a hopeless place. Even a barren asteroid in the middle of space isn't all that bad if you've got good company. That's why I'm glad to have you along for this ride with me. And we're getting closer to the end. But we're not there yet. At least one more hit before the big closing number. Musicland Stories is a collaboration between Starglow Media and Double Elvis. Executive producers from Double Elvis are Jake Brennan and Grady Sadler. Executive producers from Starglow Media are Jet Baker and Agarenish A. Palmer. This episode of Musicland Stories was written by Bob Kroll. Alessandro Santoro is our showrunner. Narration by me, Nikki Lynette. Original score by Jonathan Warman. Story editing by Zeph Lundy and episode mix by Colin Fleming. Grown-ups, you can find more ad-free audio fun for the whole family by subscribing to Starglow Plus on Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon, Cosmic Cats. Until next time, Conductor Al.